0: Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. James Debbie... is going to hang himself to the left, and Chad's <laughs> gonna look to the
1: right. James knows why. Uh. So does Chad. And so Debbie Chad. Reynolds won't return our phone calls for Halloween Town 6.
0: Well, Ooh, too soon. I don't know. Everybody's calling Drew Barrymore and Bill Morris scabs, and all I want to say is.
1: I love though. Here's here's the best part about that the only good to come out of that because I do agree like they're breaking and and like Bill Maher did that statement which I was like dude just just keep your mouth shut you wouldn't be better off where he did that statement going I feel for the writers but I gotta think about the cameraman and everything and I'm like I understand what you're saying in theory but what you're basically just telling is every writer that said hey we stand in solidarity and he's like and I'm a writer too I'm like yeah yeah but you'll still get paid
2: did he? I'm, I'm sorry i don't know much about the story i haven't had a chance to look it up but didn't he also say that you know writers should just suck it up they're not going to get paid or something along the well, lines
0: it wasn't that he was talking about a lot of them make a lot of money and he's not wrong and then right. the, but the other part of it is is that he but the majority he, don't you know the majority don't and what a thing he did say that i kind of disagree with is some of the things that they're asking for are outlandish and I don't know that I agree with outlandishness. I think that the two parties are clearly at a stalemate and neither one, I, I, I don't think Hollywood gives two fucks.
1: Right. No, no. But I, I do think them doing that. Drew These Bear corporations
0: Abraham, are, they're just parts of big corporations. Right, yeah, right. I
1: was saying that's it. That's part of it too, right? It used to be like that Warner <laughs> Brothers documentary. You would go in, there'd be three brothers and you'd negotiate with them. Yes. Now you're negotiating with oil companies and blah blah blah. And yeah, they're all Comcast.
0: Comcast is a global entity, you know, that owns Universal. Yeah. It's just it's not. I mean, but
1: it, you know the, the 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 good that came out of this though, when and I and, and if if you're following us on Twitter, you saw this probably by the time this airs. It's all the clips that are coming out where people have just embarrassed Bill Moore, and my favorite one is Rowdy Roddy Piper, because he had wrestlers on the show. And he immediately goes, yeah, but it's all fake. And then they're like, no, we do get hurt. And and he goes, show me the bruises. And Rowdy Roddy Piper stood up and dropped his pants to show a bruise down his leg and then screamed something like, call Mrs. Hart and ask her about her injuries. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, all true. All true. I mean, and so I think that's it. I think it's one of those things that, and I know that's part of his shtick, right, is the ego. Yeah. I mean, I don't, he could be a phenomenally nice person, but part of his shtick is that I, I, I assume part of it's a character. Like I can't imagine. So anyway, but well, yeah, yeah. That's that, those clips that are surfacing now of young Bill Maher getting schooled by Rowdy Roddy Piper are, are the good that's going to come out of this. I think I don't know and, if there'll be much other good.
0: And fuck Drew Barrymore. Yeah. but, but I'm joking. You know, I really, I don't have a dog in the fight other than you kind of, you kind of have to just suck it up.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah well, and my entire thing about that too is again, these people that are becoming the poster child for it are people that could not do their shows like Bill Mars he's losing money, but he's not out with the tin cup in the street yeah some I agree of the with you. some of the writers are yeah I agree and 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 these and and the fact that a lot of big name writers are literally supporting these other writers during that time, and I give them much credit for that I mean these these I hate to say famous because I He's think there's a, a lot of famous writer. No, there's not. I, I think there's famous things that are written, but to the average person, Stephen King, Stephen King, but, uh, but Stephen King doesn't write for film. I mean, he does don't get, no, me, no, but you no, know what no, I'm I saying?
0: No, I literally, there's only three or four that people will know, like Poe. Yeah. Stephen King, maybe Dickens.
1: Uh, romance novel authors. Um, um, uh, uh, Agatha
0: Christie. Agatha Christie.
1: Christy. And that's it. I mean, uh, you know, and I Hold think on. that's BC Andrews. Yeah, yeah, but um, I I, I think that that's uh, may it. Uh, once upon a time, I would argue Thomas Harris, but I think even that's starting to finish No, I don't think. And there's that other Thomas writer.
2: Me. What's his name? Uh, William Shakenbake
1: yeah, yeah. Or no,
0: I, my my undergrad called him Willie the Shake.
1: But you know, I think that's it. I think that's part of the problem because there's these things that we love. Um,
2: by the way, for our listeners, uh, you already know the topic because you're looking at us on YouTube, you're looking at us on SoundCloud, or are your iPhone. Uh, we have not talked about it. no, but I, no, this is not. Well, this our is topic this is, is completely left field. This is the, a the, this is a brawl on its own right. This is a brawl to the I, right.
0: James hanging by his neck in the left. <laughs> anyway, the. <laughs> The um, yeah, with the look of of course he did.
1: <laughs> the the other side of that though, I think that's part of the problem. Though is, um, all I can
2: say, uh, no joke. While James is talking, I forgot to look up how to pronounce an actor, so I'm sitting here hitting play, listening to a... him. <laughs> there's
1: there's there's a lot of it's Zerby, it's Zerby, Zerby. Uh, that only uh,
0: cost us one guest.
1: I know. Um, there's a lot though of things that people love that they have no idea who wrote it. Like I keep hearing people, and I haven't. I I, I I'm waiting because my wife likes her Sarah Dawson to watch Ahsoka, and I'm like, I'm betting a lot of people can't tell me who wrote those episodes.
0: No, I can because I read them. But um, mm-hmm. I actually have a comment about that show that I'll keep to myself. But Ray Stevenson is the best part of. It. Mm-hmm. I
1: really thought you were going to say Ray Stevens, and I was like, I didn't know he was even in it. Does he do it? Did they he? call
0: her the Ahsoka. <laughs>
2: even though I still uh, Ray Stevens, that pork uh,
1: that pork got loose in that church and caused a on. big hullabaloo. Probably
2: need to talk about the topic, but I will say this: honest, and it's the truth. Uh, Ray Stevenson steals any scene that he's in in and, that show, him in a certain role. No, in any, I'm talking about anything. Period. Rest in peace. Why uh, do he's you a great he...
0: character actor i won't argue what? with it i was just yeah. trying to think if he steals every scene but he steals it. if you have you watched ahsoka chad yeah no I'm, I'm watching it i'm not happy with it but i love him well there's two or three things i think to get right and ahsoka is actually not one of them right as much as i love rosario dawson yeah uh but ray stevenson uh, I, that may very well be one of the most interesting bad guys that they've created since darth vader yep agree that, that guy because there's actually layers, James. There's layers to that character. And the yeah. more you find out about it. So I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. And there's a certain robot that when he's back on the screen that's from another I, yeah. I enjoy seeing him live action.
1: By the way, yeah. no I've I I I that was spoiled for me because there's big action figures of that certain character at, at a certain theme park now. And it's not it's labeled so from the other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I mean, it's they got the personality and everything right. So it, yeah. it's cool, yeah.
1: But, you so, know, I, I, I think that's, uh, and this leads directly into our topic, though. It does? It does. Because how? one of the things that came I'm up. I'm curious
0: with you it, all to find out how.
1: <laughs> one of the things that came up on a lot of lists, and I didn't. Think of this as a bar fight because it's not a fight, it's too short. And there's ribs. the topic bar, yeah. fights. bar fight. Bar
2: slash club fights, which fights. Joe said that he didn't realize there was a difference. But I will say I, befo- but not to cut you off. If you. I, could go good? I didn't either. Yeah, I didn't either. But the way I view it is bars are sitting around people drinking beer or whiskey and not really doing much of else in clubs is like electronic dance music and and, and in ex- ecstasy. Quiet. Anyway, with a bar um, in the
0: background james go go ahead. it's just places that serve alcohol i just call them kind of all bars or clubs so yeah, all well, places that i don't care for um
1: what a, but what because I, this was on a couple lists was the star wars Ponda baba yeah getting it and i don't consider that a bar fight because there's no fight no it's it's i'm a i'm a man in three sets, oh, with my arms gone. Son of a. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's quick. It's a that's quick not a bar. Fight. To me, a bar fight is this orchestrated, oh my God, it's, it's yeah. people jumping in or out or. A bar that's, fight that's too quick.
0: is a scene of a Hal Needham picture.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't Kinda. have any. I don't have any How Needham, so I did see some loot. I don't want to say, well, I've I, I have one How
2: Needham, it. but we're going to see if, he, if if it doesn't get mentioned. I'll mention him in episode two, which we think we're going to have two episodes uh, on this We're feature.
1: pretty sure we're
0: going to because I I normally... There are
2: so many good bar fights and club fight scenes in uh, movies.
0: Was, it, was this your idea, Chad? Yeah, it was my idea. So when Chad did this, I didn't think of it, and then today I, something happened. I didn't get to do as much research as I wanted, and by that, very little to none. But It was okay, and I wasn't nervous because I had three or four. I normally have to prime my pump, and I didn't have to prime the pump in this in any way, shape, or form. Hey, James, you want to help me prime my pump? No, I'm good. I need you to do it before you hang yourself, Coach.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought that was priming the pump. Why do you prime Joe's
0: pump? Allow me to do this. That is not what you did. I don't know I what wish, you're talking I about. I really do not know I what you're talking about. I record. I wish, but it's okay. Even if he saw it, he's like, I don't know. I didn't do that. That's CGI. Right <laughs> no, if you would have shown well, me right I have no explanation as to why my eyes rolled.
1: I have the no idea. Shit. It's, it's the sound of my voice. That
0: son of a bitch was back in his house. He's pretending <laughs> he couldn't use technology, learning how to use all them computer generated whatnots.
1: Robots, you mm. say. Well, so who wants to go first? Who wants to I, kick it? Because I kind of ruined. If you wanted to do the Star Wars, I ruined it because I don't well, consider no, I that horrified. But Why don't I go because being... I got. Well, a Chad, goofy... you did it. Why don't you go?
2: And I'm going to talk about the one that inspired me to think about this topic. Because well, started... do
1: that. Why don't you go, Chad? Yeah. Uh, oh my Are God. you going?
0: You fuckers you going? have been talking nonstop for over over forty minutes. That's not true. Thirty only thirty percent of that will I take credit for.
1: <laughs> yeah. Two <Touché. And> if... shit. <laughs> Can we get on with it, Chad? Geez. People try to come to this show for the topic.
0: Oh, my 30%, good God. There were no bugs under my mattress, sir. So, um, no. um, That I knew of. <laughs> I, there was one. This The reason
2: I'm putting this at the top, it's not the best. It is nowhere should be on this list.
0: Then why but the fuck are we talking about?
2: Because it made me think of this topic. Because one day I sat there and giggled nonstop thinking about this. And I'm like, holy shit, we could do a whole episode on this. And I'm going to say two words, guys, and you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Tiny whiners. I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, And and for our our listeners who may not know what tiny whiners is, this is a... It's a description of at least two-thirds of the boneheads. Yeah, (laughs) true. It is no holes barred, the bar fight scene in no holes barred. Now, there's two... There's a uh, the initial finding of uh, David Paymer and the other guy whose name I can't remember uh, finding the the big chubby huh,
0: is it Kurt Fuller? No, Kurt, Kurt Fuller, Fuller the is their boss. Okay. Kurt Fuller is their boss. Well, then I don't remember who. The yeah, other it's David
2: Paymer and another Hitchman guy, I, and I didn't look him up, and I, I apologize. But uh, they find this big redneck, and he beats a bunch of people up in a bar. It is a hilarious scene that's actually not very. Uh, It's not it's nowhere near it should be on this list of great fights. But then enter Zeus and Zeus just beats the ever loving shit out of him by simply doing this, taking his two muscular arms and bashing them into his head. (laughs) That is the whole scene. (laughs) It is by far one of the lamest bar fight scenes in the history of movies. Not only that, the movie itself is laughable. I don't know why I loved this movie so much as a kid. I guys. don't either. I don't. Well, I was a kid. It.
0: I kind of get it. But.
2: I mean, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan, which now even I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but going back, I'm like, man, he sucked compared I to love
0: listening to interviews with him.
2: I haven't heard an interview with him in a long time, but now that I, it's uh, for those who don't know, I, I kind of got into wrestling just recently, not so much watching it, but just kind of reliving it. But then I got the history of it as well which I never actually did. Hulk Hogan's a bastard. Yeah. yeah. He did so much to ruin wrestling people's careers just because he was at the top and never wanted to be down off of it. But anyway, but uh, bar, the bar fight scene in No Hole's Bard, it's worth watching just for tiny wainers and watching the hilarity of this ridiculous bar fight scene. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk about what I think is the dumbest bar fight scene in the history of cinema. This nowhere. This doesn't come anywhere near it.
0: All right. Who's next? next?
1: Yeah, go ahead, Joe.
0: Dude, Robert Rodriguez Desperado. Yep. yep, he was on my list. Desperado, Robert Rodriguez. That bar fight scene because it is epic. I. It is so epic. I watched. I hadn't seen El Mariachi, and I can't remember who I was dating. It came out ninety five. It was me. <laughs> i didn't know you then but you were probably yeah i do remember her and you she has slightly more hair and that's about the only difference i had hair then i had fishnet stockings you wouldn't have known the difference and she never wore fishnet stockings so haha, ha, you fell into that trap <laughs> although i do love a goth you got me there <laughs> you got me there i break for goth chicks now went to the movie theater friday night fugits, high school date didn't know, just saw it, thought I was going to watch it. Had no idea what I was in for watching Desperado. Right? Because I didn't know Robert Rodriguez. I didn't see El Mariachi. I didn't know jack shit about Antonio Banderas' and Selma Hayek. Steve Buscemi, I may have seen in a couple of things. I probably saw Reservoir Dogs, but I didn't know. This movie was freaking tremendous. It was, it was. amazing. It would blew my socks off. The only complaint I have about it that I now appreciate is the ending. Because the ending just kind of fades and he wins, right? Yeah, that's it. That's how it ends. I I now appreciate the ending, but at the time it kind of is like, oh my God, why did he do that? Why was there something epic? But that bar fight and Cheech, Cheech in the bar, the bartender never gets killed. I just can't say enough. I, I could. Re- I In when, fact, I want you to go rewatch it right now. I, same with me. When I
2: thought about it on my list is. I, it did when it came out, I had never seen anything remotely like it.
0: The only thing that came close was I was like, I want I, you would watch it and go, man, he's clearly influenced a lot by Raimi. Yeah. But he's, Takes it to another level in his own way. I never yeah. thought of him as a ripoff of Raimi. I never and, once thought of him as a ripoff of Raimi. And
2: one of the best, it's still it, it I can play it out in my head, uh, step by step. When him and the one guy are are trying to fire at each other and they keep finding empty guns and they it's just so keep good. going back and forth. It is amazing. It's so good. But yeah, guys, that's go ahead. No, I was just saying when you talk about bar fights, it is up there with, with one of the best bar fights of all time
0: i know so and as i want as i was thinking about it i i sorry for those people who would allow my my keyboard crashed on me i don't know how many people have seen desperado oh you sure don't hear really.
1: it talked about as much as you used to i
0: just i well and i'm getting to that age where now they're the 20 year olds don't even know what the hell i'm talking about well that's true but desperado is a lot of fun even if you're young, go out. If you're well, first of all, our audience skew's a little bit more middle aged. No offense to our listeners. However, if you're listening to this, go check out Desperado. If you do nothing else, watch the first forty five minutes of it. It is nothing but fun with Steve Buscemi giving one of the best performances of his life. Yeah. And Antonio saw... Banderas and Banderas cool as hell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then after you're done watching, actually watch El Mariachi, then watch that, and then watch Once Upon a <laughs> Time in Mexico, yep. just for that entire scene of this is so good. I gotta go in the kitchen and kill that
0: cook. Are you a Mexican or a Mexican? Mexican. I literally go out and watch Desperate. What a great that trilogy. is the favorite of my of those three. I'll, I appreciated El Mariachi later once I found out about it and realized yeah. it it's a sequel and then I was like, oh my god, I can't believe he did this for five thousand dollars. There's a fascinating story about Robert Rodriguez is very much a self-made man, but go out and watch Desperado.
2: Yeah, it's the best of the three.
0: It is the best of the three, even though there's great lines in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. It's just not as cool. It doesn't roll as well. And the only thing that bothers me other than the ending, which doesn't bother me anymore, is the fact that I know that. And as much as the actor does a fine job, Raul Julia would have killed that role if he had oh. cancer
1: yeah 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 his dying really messed with his plans it did what
0: well, he he was going to do it he just yeah. cancer got him
1: yeah uh, james all right i have to i want to talk about one but i've got to do an intro of why it came to my mind because growing up the earliest bar fight i remember seeing was on a tv show is in his house it was, Christmas. oh, no, no. Uh, my parents were happy drunks, Chad, Joe. Chad, Chad and Joe? Joe. Uh, anyway. And Jer- all I can say mama? is
2: I have done nothing wrong.
1: <laughs> right. No, setting up the cross he was, officer. Anyway. Handing um, up uh, Gideon Bibles. But, so, my first bar fight memory, and I was saying about this, I'm like, oh, it really does set up.
2: Is when he smashed that beer bottle over that
0: hobo. <laughs> Well, no, his it's brains. when he smashed that beer bottle over his mom and sweet, sweet dad. Yeah, his <laughs> brains were oozing out his ear, and, and his mom came into the bar oh. and said, That's
2: your real dad.
0: This makes no <laughs> this makes more sense to me because for years James is like, I don't really want to drink. If I think I drink, I think I get angry, and now we know
1: the truth. Yeah, he was, he's trying to save our lives. James oh, is a good friend. Yeah, call me angry one more time. I'll carve your head into an ashtray. Anyway, you, the point being, <laughs> um, uh, so the first one it was a television said, show Linus. I watched from the time I was little, originally with my father, and that would be Star Trek. And the trouble with Tribbles has the great bar fight oh. scene where Cyrano Jones is trying to drink and avoid everybody, and it's that great fight between the Klingons. It's a and... great
0: Western bar fight scene yes. to be out in space. Yes, oh, exactly. But it, has exactly great, it, it has one of the great. It
2: has uh, one of the great wrap ups. It after does, the fight's yeah.
0: over, it absolutely does. James. Yeah. nailed it, and I don't even know why I didn't think of it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't love even, that James, scene. Kudos.
1: There's one movie though, and that's why I wanted I, I set that up because I was originally just gonna talk about that, but I'm like, oh, there's I one think, movie. That, that I think captures... that I think
2: that bar fight is what led to Scotty's brain damage, which caused him to run into that rafter.
1: I love the punishment that he gets. Do y'all remember what, he, what his punishment is for starting the fight? I can't remember. He gets sent to his quarters. Oh, he, so you can it, read this man? Yeah, and he goes, oh, good, I can catch up on my technical journals. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I identify with Scotty more and more every day. Uh, but there's another movie that captures that scene, and I don't think it's a direct correlation, though, the geeks behind it may, may, it, it may be. Because um, when we were talking about this, I'm like, oh, I, I, what a great scene that is that nobody talks about anymore. And it all starts off with the line, well, actually, I think it's after he caves in the other I, guy's why head.
0: You, why don't you save this for your second one? Because I think the Scotty one is is a perfect.
1: Well, okay, so I, I will talk about that. So basically, if you've never, if you've not seen that episode,
2: I'm not trying to what, tell you what to do. No, no, you're, you're, you're right. Sure, you're right. Yeah,
1: that that, that is your, your most first iconic. iconic-
2: it, so far, your first pick yeah. is the best one of, well, it, I don't know, Desperado. It starts,
1: yeah. It, I, it, it, the scene starts, though, with... And the reason, I don't know, they're both funny. The I, I, reason, will say, I will
2: freely admit mine was shit.
1: The reason the scene works is because it's one of those scenes that really establishes that Scotty could care less about the crew sometimes, but he loves that stupid shit, right? <laughs> I mean, he loves the Enterprise. Because it starts with... Chekhov wants to fight. He's mm-hmm. wanting to fight them. They're sitting around drinking, and the Klingon comes over, and he starts making fun of Kirk, and immediately, immediately, Chekhov wants to fight it. Like, And this guy's like, sit down, laddie. Don't do it. Yeah. And then when the Klingon makes the comment of uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh the, the Enterprise is nothing but a, a garbage scowl. And then Scotty says, would you mind repeating that, laddie? he yep. goes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say it's a garbage guy. I mean, it should be hauled away as garbage. And then it plays that little musical interlude, and Scotty slowly gets up, pulls his hand back, decks him. And then, of course, it just breaks out into a fight. And Cyrano Jones, the traitor that, quite frankly, should have been a, a return of Harry Mudd. And that's not an insult to the actor or anything, but it should have been Harry Mudd. Um, it's during him. And he's trying to get through with his drink through the crowd and all that stuff as punches are thrown. And the fact that they repeat that scene when they did the Deep Space Nine and it works just as well, it still holds up, it's still a ton of fun. And you get that entire scene afterwards where Kirk is having to do the diplomatic thing be like, who started it? Why did they start it? What were you doing? All that stuff. And they just go up and down the line and it works so well. And it is one of the most iconic, I mean, from a young age going, oh my God, that's it. That's, that's, that's the, that's the bar fight I remember from being a kid and watching because there's just no scene. And the fact that really at the end of it, there's no harm done. I mean, Scotty has to go and read technical journals, which is what he'd rather be doing. He doesn't like to nobody
0: really got in any trouble at all.
1: Yeah, it, where there'll be no trouble no at, at all. Anyway, so uh, again, yeah, no, it's one of my favorite bar fight scenes from television, and I can watch that episode again. David Gerald, who is very much still alive, and wrote actually a, a sequel episode that was never made for the next generation that you can buy from his website, and then he made a third one which has never been released as well um david gerald very much still active uh and and is a great writer if you never read anything else by him he wrote that i think episode he was like 18 when he wrote that episode phenomenal writer but wrote one of the best bar fight scenes of all time i'd love to get david gerald on the episode so if anybody hears this and happens to know him uh we'd love to talk to david gerald for an episode
2: absolutely chad okay so I admittedly threw away my first
0: choice. I don't know you it. threw it away. You, oh. picked, you picked something that you love, then we can't really argue with you about that. Hold, let me do my impersonation. <laughs> 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 Can we, James?
1: I don't know. I can't get this rope I over look, my neck I look, I look to the left. That's where James is hanging. I need to look to the left. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, you don't want to make eye contact.
2: Oh, God, no. <laughs> Haunted.
0: No, um, if I get the right angle, me and the teeth of the evil dead two skull,
2: <laughs> but I do want to talk about what I think may be one of the best club fights of all time that people don't talk about, uh, oh. even though it, it's slowly gaining, co- uh, cult classic I, I think it's already there, but it, it needs it's slowly gaining classic status. Uh, that is the club scene where. Yayan Ruyan fights the entire gang inside the club. And it is an amazing fight. Do you know what? From Raid 2, The Redemption, from Raid 2. Oh, Raid yeah. 2. I've seen Raid 2. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, did I not say the
0: title? No, no, you didn't. Oh, I am so sorry. I pulled what, the chain.
1: What? What type of person would do that and keep people in <laughs> I don't
0: remember the. I, I I saw Raid and Raid Redemption. I love them both, but I I it's one of those where they're a lot of fun to watch. But it's been four or three or four years, and I can't tell you details. So the scene I'm talking
2: about, uh, Yaya Ruyan, Yayan Ruyan, um, he's the guy, the the really poor looking man. He looks like he's a hobo, but yeah. he's like insanely skilled and he works for the bad guys and the bad guys call him into the bar to tell him that you know it's okay you know here but it's really a trap and they the the bad guy sends the entire army after him and he almost kills every single one of them for finally biting it into an alley outside the club and just me it's a gruesome bloody fight where people are he's just stabbing people breaking people apart it's an amazing. I mean, it's just nonstop. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it, it, at, like with all the raid to uh, Gareth Evans. Evans is an amazing director.
0: Yeah, he is.
2: Um, I'm really looking forward to his next movie, Havoc, with Tom Hardy. Uh, I thought it was going to come out this year, but I think with the strike and everything, it's not going to come out till 2024.
0: No, I didn't know his uh, next movie was Tom Hardy. That's cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's and it's the same premise. Tom Hardy's. I think it's a. He's a drug dealer or something, and he gets caught. And he has to fight his way back out of it. He keeps it's him going through a bloody battle just to get out from whatever's happening. But no, the raid to the club scene with Rai... Rai, God, Yai, Yai Yayan, Jim, and Bobo. (laughs) I want to do the man justice because he's one of those. He's one of these amazing fight choreographers who, because he's from, I think he's from Indonesia, he doesn't get a lot of play. And you know that was the whole thing was they were making a big deal about him. And uh Uwias from the Raid, the main character from the Raid and Raid Two, being in Star Wars The Force Awakens, and they're in it for a grand total of five seconds. Yeah. Um, these are two amazing people. And if you don't know their list of work, please look them up. Every movie they do is amazing. Uh so yeah, the 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 club scene in, in the raid two, amazing.
0: Picture it, gentlemen. You picturing it? No, uh,
1: which which one? The Tim Curry one or the other it? Oh, that's funny.
0: It's 1996. It's been a year.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry, are are
0: we in uh, Sicily? We're in Sicily. That's <laughs> right. I'm holding a person. We're on the Lanai. It's 1996. It's February. It's been a year since my mind was melted from this new director called Robert Rodriguez, and then he's teamed up with this guy. That I think is amazing because he wrote and directed this movie called Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. And it's got vampires in it. What could go wrong? Nothing. That movie was awesome in 1996. The entire when I second computer.
1: half of that The entire
0: film. second half is a bar fight.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. on my list. I'm glad you did it.
0: Sorry, gentlemen. I'm not trying to no. take It's no. it. It's the next thing that comes into my head was Robert Robert doesn't have one but two of the greatest bar fights in cinema history. In all fairness,
2: I didn't put it on my list because I knew Joe was going to bring it up. I didn't know he was going to bring up Desperado, so that's why I put it on my list.
0: So, yeah. From Dustle to Dawn. Now, granted, as much as I love it, I think the bar fight in Desperado is more fun. Yes. It's a little bit better. But From Dustal Dawn is a fantastic bar fight that just keeps going and going. It, it's an, it, is, it truly is one of those movies that is two different movies in one. Mm-hmm. And if you love one, you like the other one. If you like one, you love the other one. I, I actually like both, but I bet if you put a gun to my head, I like the first half just slightly better before they run into the vampires. Really? Yeah. I, and I I... I I don't. I can't tell you why. I just, just slightly better. I don't know why. I, it's just the vampire thing is it works. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a fantastic movie. Just slightly better. I I wonder what that movie would have been like if they hadn't ran into the vampires. California. They to Seth, huh? It would have been to California. I guess. I guess they would have made it to Mexico, and everybody would have no been. the
2: movie California.
0: Oh, is that it? I don't think it was a K, right? Yeah, with a K. With Brad Pitt. I don't don't think I've ever seen it. it. I've never seen it.
1: California.
0: Also, some of the best K and B effects work of all time with all the different vampires. And there's a ton of shit that got cut from that movie that we still never seen. If you watch uh, Full Tilt Boogie, you can watch some of it and you can see some of it online. But there's never been like a restored. I think there's another twenty or thirty minutes to all that fighting that you just never have never seen. Would you guys mm-hmm. like to see that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I get why you can't have that much. It, I, eventually, it's a it's a two and a half hour, three hour vampire movie. You can't do that. But right. Oh, you can. Well, yeah, you. Could. It's just, you just lose the audience.
1: Well, it you get a, you get a very specific audience at that point. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. Yeah. It, you, you you get the extended cut of the Hobbit audience. I wanna see it all. Yeah, I
0: do. So nineteen ninety six, February, sitting in the movie theater with my mom as Cheech is screaming all the different types of vagina behind those doors.
1: <laughs> well, in that entire Selma Hayek uh Quentin Tarantino casting himself in that role.
0: And then writing the scene where she shows his foot down his mouth, yeah. and always arguing that he does not have a foot fetish, even though one movie after another proves he does.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Just like I have a thing for people in chairs. <laughs> he
1: likes sitting down. That's
0: an obscure, uh, obscure, obscure joke for. Four that was people.
1: my That was my memory the other day. By the way, was when we did uh, third degree premiere at. Uh, yeah, I know.
2: I was just going to say, Joe.
0: Joe has a picture of Stephen Hawking in his bathroom. He masturbates too. <laughs> no, Stephen Hawking masturbated to me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just had to have somebody help him do it. So technically, it wasn't masturbation, <laughs> but
1: that's just how it goes.
0: All right, who's next?
1: I guess that's me. I'm going to talk about the one that I was leading to the oh, last time good. because it's another great science fiction fight scene. This one doesn't get talked about much, but I love it because it captures some of the same zeitgeist, I guess, of the Star Trek fight. Because it starts off with literally somebody losing their temper, caving in somebody else's head, and screaming I hate this <coughs> effing town. And that speaker is the great, great action hero we all know as sir nick frost the bar fight scene at the world's end oh good one i thought
0: you were gonna pick
1: and i didn't think about it where pierce brosnan's head gets collapsed in and i love that scene so much and the reason i say it always reminds me of the star trek scene you have simon Pegg try not to spill his alcohol as everything's going on around him you have everybody else fighting, everybody else caving ahead, Martin Freeman. So the cast on that's so great. But it's this great bar fight scene where literally they're, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. I mean, they sort of win briefly. But it's it's a great science fiction bar fight scene that people forget happened. Um, I would put it up there with, you know, the fight scenes of, of Arnold in the Terminator and, and all that stuff. Where he fights in bars. Cause it's just and I love the fact that it's Nick Frost. Nick Frost is really the hero of that fight. He is the one that will not stop fighting, just collapsing people's heads in. Well, he's fashion. also the
0: most interesting character in the movie, probably. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact, but Agreed. I think I think it's a it's a really interesting thing that it's Nick Frost who I mean, and I say this, Nick Frost is built like me. I mean, he's not in great shape. He's not, he's not, <laughs> he's He's not Arnold. He's not the hero type that we usually see. He's not, Um, you know, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. He's not, but he's the one that's really holding his own and taking everybody down and killing Pierce Brosnan's, well, one of Pierce Brosnan's characters and, and all of the things that happens there. And I think that's, It's a great bar fight scene, and I love the fact that it's literally he takes so much, and then him collapsing in Pierce Brosnan's head and screaming, I hate this effing town, as everything just explodes around him and everybody starts fighting, and Simon Pegg not wanting to stop drinking to help until something happens, and even then he's like, "Mm." and he's getting mad because people are bumping him and spilling his drink. And it's one of the greatest bar fight scenes that nobody talks about anymore. If you don't remember it, go back and watch the. If you've never seen the World Thing, go watch the World Thing. Yeah, it's go also, see the
2: Cornadi- Cornet- Cornetto, yeah, uh, Cornetto, Yeah, Cornetto
1: trilogy, trilogy. It is probably also the most serious of the Cornetto trilogy.
2: Yeah,
1: that's still. I mean, it's obviously still got a lot of humor to it, but it's actually to me, it's a mediation on the, what happens when your world changes. What what's middle age actually feel like? Yeah, what's yeah, yeah and it's it, it works it's to me all three
0: of those movies have the similar themes yeah dads the same
1: it to me it's also though a little bit it reminds me a little bit in that i can identify with almost every character sort of like clerks too like i understand there's that moment of oh this is just what we are now and that's what we have to deal with
0: yeah I agree.
1: and uh i and so it worked for me but it is one of the greatest bar fight scenes where it's science fiction. A lot of mine are science fiction-based. That shouldn't shock anyone. Um, but it's it's just this great, because, of course, the if you're not familiar, they're not human, is what they're fighting. So there's scenes where people lose their head and all that stuff, and they still try to fight on. And it's just a great over-the-top bar fight scene. And like I said, Nick Frost going off on people and ripping off limbs and everything. is It just makes for a great scene. So there you go. Uh, at the World's End. Yep. Nope. Chad? So
2: I was going to do one, but then Joe mentioned Army of... I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> um, Don Army of, the, of Darkness has a fantastic bar side scene. Oh
2: my God, help me. What pick?
0: Almost a on. Dust till dawn. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh God. Um, which is half a movie that's all that is a single bar fight but i'm going to 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 not do my my last pick i'm going to save that for episode two and i want to talk about a movie that is nothing but a bar fight from beginning to end feast yeah oh, that's a good it, one
1: it was on my mind actually i, I almost brought it up chad i'm glad you did because i was <laughs> like oh that is i mean that is you're right from beginning to end
2: yeah from beginning to end the movie is nothing but a bloody yep. gory bar fight uh and it's uh wasn't it was this the project greenlight film yep yeah uh so season uh, project greenlight was a show made by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck
1: Matt Damon
2: Ben Damon and Ben
1: Affleck <laughs> you are bringing in those dollars gentlemen um I wish we would totally be sponsored by Affleck. Yeah. Um,
2: uh, but the, the winner, John Gulliger, uh, he got to make the movie that he wanted to make, and it was this movie feast. And if you're not familiar with it, it's about these people in a in a bar in the middle of nowhere in the desert, are suddenly overran by these weird, mysterious creatures um who are trying to get in and kill them while they're trying to just survive the night. And what transpires. Is about an hour and a half of the bloodiest, most hilarious fight scenes, uh, kill scenes in movie history. Uh, it's one of those ones that I don't think, guys, does it even have cult class classic status?
0: No, it should. The yeah. sequels are unfortunately not as good.
1: Well, but... now, am, am I remembering correctly that it also has a pop up card like yeah. hero? Odds of survival one in yeah, ten, yeah. and then he dies almost immediately. And
0: yeah, one yeah, Let's it's,
1: it's, hope she does better. It's a
0: great. It's a lot of fun. It's just it a
1: fun, fun movie.
0: And anytime I get to mention Krista Allen, yeah, and a she's happy good Disney in it. Movie. She's really good in it. She is. Um, I, not not it, that they shouldn't be, but I, I just she's good in it.
2: It's just sadly her career really because of her uh previous uh, career. uh didn't actually she didn't actually get to become a, a movie star like she should have been what do you mean
0: like emmanuel yeah you think
2: that's what stopped i, I think she was so it for she was soft core porn and then tried to go mainstream and it just didn't click um but uh and that could not be what happened i don't know it's just i don't guess. know either um but yeah no if you haven't seen feast please check it out i mean again it's an hour and a half of just non-stop violence inside of a bar um cannot talk about it enough.
1: Joe? They didn't want to have violence in a bar or they didn't want to have violence in the street. They wanted to have violence in a bar, but they moved them out to the street. Sorry. That uh, was Ron, Ron oh, I forgot. That I forgot.
2: Cole. Cole his, uh, isn't that Gulliger? Isn't Cole?
0: Cole, Cole Gulliger is his Cole, dad.
2: Yeah, it's his dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's. I actually had the privilege of talking to Clue before he passed away. He's not one of the nicest guys. Although I Are hear he, he could be a contrarian to uh, work with. He was uh, to yeah. talk to and interview. Well, I didn't get a chance to interview him. I just got a chance to meet him. And I have to say thank you to, oh my God, who's the star of Return of the Living Dead, George Clooney's buddy?
1: Oh, oh uh, yeah, I know yeah. who
0: you're talking about. Yeah, he he went out of his way to make it happen for me, actually. So I have to say thank you to him. He has no recollection of it because I asked him about it again when he was at Scarefest last year. But anyway, where well, I thanked him for it. Picture it. Once again, from Sicily and it's 1997 and i am such a cinephile man you just picked movies
2: that are what 95 96 and 97 yes chad you see where i'm going with this nope
0: yeah no you're old i know i'm old and i love movies and i'm at that time able to see them and hazard's got a second theater which is amazing to me. I can't imagine what the piece of shit looks like. I, well, I've seen it. I, I I actually want to go inside of it again because it's reopened. Hillside Theater. And Hillside has the balls to show things that Fugits won't. And you know what we get in Hazard, Kentucky?
1: So That's help me right. if, it's, if it's Ballistics X versus Sever, I'll burn your it's house. It's Ballistic
0: down. X versus Sever. No, it's <laughs> train was. spotting. It's Danny Boyle's yeah. train spotting. And the scene where Begbie in the bar played by robert carlisle right Mm -hmm. who is one of actually for me not so much in the sequel but in the original movie is one of the most disturbing psychopaths in cinema history and i can't tell you why other than he strikes a chord of that guy exists and i think i've met them before if not in high school in eastern kentucky even though they're clearly in scotland but that guy exists yeah yeah and uh it's even though he's kind of over the top to me it's not over the top i i don't know it's hard to explain but i I guess i'm giving him a lot of credit and i should because he's a fantastic actor but when begbie throws the glass over his and it's freeze frames you guys remember what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. and stops and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of the whole people downstairs it's not so much that it's one of the greatest bar fights in cinema history as much as I, right now, that character, I I wouldn't, I, it, he is the antithesis of what I surround myself in life with. Hey. I, what? <laughs> Continue. He is the violence. I do not have violent people in my life. I try not to. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm coming over there to smash a beer bottle on your face.
2: But do you, you, I mean, that's what I'm asking. No, I don't want to be around those people. No, but you looked
0: looked a little shocked about what I meant by that. No, no, no. I was playing. Oh, no, he's the antithesis of anybody. No, weirdos, I have a ton. Thingamabobs, I've got 20. Jerkwads, freakazoids, weirdos, (laughs) nerdies, all of them. I love eclectic people. I love batshit nuts people. I do not like violent people. And Begbie, to me, is the, for some odd reason, there's so many there and there's a bunch. And it may be just the time I saw it, I was about 19, 19, 20, that it just clicked with me trying to get out of Eastern Kentucky, too, that this, to me, he represents just on screen. And I love Robert Carlyle for it. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. But that scene, still, I don't want anything to do with that son of a bitch you know even though he doesn't exist, but he does exist because I've known those people.
2: Yeah, that's one of those scenes that really messes with me because, like I said, he throws the bear the throws the cup over. The he's the one and that then, starts to
0: fight. And, and it he comes up,
2: and, and there's a woman who's horribly damaged because of gone. what he
0: did. And then he just goes down there and just starts killing beat trying to beat the shit out of everybody. Right, trying to kill him. Yeah, he tries to kill him. He he has yeah. no he has no compassion, anything. And they yeah. do a little bit with it in the sequel. Have you guys ever watched the sequel? No, i really need to watch I it's really need not to. a bad movie it's a good movie it's just the problem is it's a train spotting sequel yeah and i really need to sit down and watch it for some
2: reason that's one of those ones that because i love train spotting it, it i it came in at the right time when i was a teenager it's the the darkness of it messed with me the first Especially, 45
0: minutes are hilarious yeah and then the baby then the baby yeah and then the movie just changes tonally yep uh, so, yeah, but uh, that scene, oof. It's Danny Boyle's, it's my favorite Danny Boyle film. I think it's his mm. best film. What's better? Formula 51. That's not directed by Danny Boyle.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you, I'm sorry, you said Danny Boyle. For some reason, I thought you said Robert Carlyle. Sorry. No, I like Robert Carlyle, too.
0: I've never <laughs> watched any of the Once Upon a Time or whatever he's in. I'm glad he got 10 seasons out of it. I'm sure that was a lot of money. But you think that's Danny Boyle's best film? And to me. I don't, uh, I love, li- what'd you say? Slumdog. I like slum dog, but it's not my, it it's not my favorite. <sighs> yeah. I it's by Train's no means body. even in closed train spotting. I get why they gave him the Academy award for it. He has a body of work, but by no way I didn't, de- I don't care for, I know you and Christy love, uh, the one, the goofy one with the angels oh uh yeah
2: i just watched that <laughs> i just watched that uh a, about a month ago a life less ordinary a life less ordinary i'd never yeah,
0: for that movie i, I think, think
2: you're right i i still love that but yeah i think trains you're right spotting is my favorite film of his Train spotting.
0: yeah a I, I shallow grave the one that came out beforehand i really like that too it's also got ewan mcgregor yeah it's a really good movie it's a really good dark that's a film noir
1: but mm-hmm. train spotting All right, James. Or is it Chad? It's James. It's me. I'm torn. I know we're doing two episodes so I guess I can just pick one.
0: Um, I am too. I I wanted to go with something different but I had to keep that 95, 96, 97 motif. Sorry.
1: I'm going to do one that actually the the bar fight is more important than the protagonist. Because had it not been for the bar fight, the movie would not be able to progress but the film could actually have lost the protagonist, and things would have ended up the same. And of course, I'm talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. The bar fight at Marion's. If it wasn't for that bar fight, things would have been different in the film. Things would have been different.
0: It screws up the bad, the dark side, because the bad guys, because he only gets it burnt on one side, because. side. Of the other side. Yep. By the way, train spotting came out in ninety six, not ninety seven. I totally screwed it up. I apologize.
1: But yeah, so the fight at Marion's, it also does it does so much to establish Marion's character. Yeah. Why she's relevant, everything else. And it's got every form, it's one of those things that it's one of the only bar fights that actually sees escalation where people are getting beat up and then all of a sudden somebody gets a gun. Right, yeah. I mean, it's 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 what would actually be more likely to happen. Yeah. People aren't going to sit there and take hits, and nobody go, "Hey, wait a minute, who's got a knife? Who's got a gun?" The fire that breaks out, every that's constant escalation that we don't see in a lot of bar fights. We do see in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there's fire, there's gunplay. Obviously, for Indy there's a whip. All of that going on, but the movie does not progress. Things do not. I mean, the bar fight has some of the most lasting impact, as Joe said, burning on the hand, all that stuff. the it,
0: plot. It, it does all that. You know,
1: yeah. Everything that comes out of that becomes much more relevant because of that bar fight. It is a key scene in the film, mm-hmm. and in this broader conversation that happens um so yeah yeah i mean i think i think it's one of the and in all honesty in the full gestalt of indiana jones and i'm a huge indiana jones fan but i mean there's three iconic fight scenes the bar fight scene is it's the one longest drawn out and then there's the sword guy fight where he just shoots him which is a half a second fight Yeah. and the plane fight and they're all in Raiders. Uh, and I love all the Indiana Jones films. But I mean, I think there's no, those are the ones that all of those tell us something about the character, drive along the plot, and, and it just works out really well. But that bar fight has to happen. And I think it also, like I say it tells us so much about Marion because Marion has been doing a drinking competition before that. And she basically, you're supposed to uh, originally think, oh, she's plastered. And she's been more or less faking it the entire time. Yeah. So she's stone cold sober. As soon as she beats that guy in the drinking contest and she takes her money and she goes, and it also sets up again. It says a lot about her character because she is the one Indiana Jones doesn't invite her along. That bar fight ends with her holding up the relic saying, You just got a partner.
0: Yeah. No, she is not. She is not a damsel in distress.
1: No, she's not Willie Scott. And again, I love I love Temple of Doom as well. But that's the reason why it, to me, makes sense that Karen Allen's character comes back. Yes. And she is, she's Indiana Jones equal. She, in her own right, she can do exactly what he can do. And that bar fight sets all that up. It's, it's one of the most important scenes in the gestalt of Indiana Jones lore because that bar fight tells us so much about the characters and who they are. And, and sets up their backstory, too. Yep. So, yes, absolutely. It's one of my favorite bar fight scenes because it's just, hey, it's a great, it's it's choreographed well and everything else.
0: Now, and I think Indiana Jones does, I know we're getting off a little bit of a tangent, but I was watching, I introduced my kid. We, uh, it was just he and I Saturday. And he was, he's been about mummies and Frankenstein. And I couldn't really get him into Karloff. So I was like, well, fine. I'll start showing the Stephen Sommers, And then we ended up watching The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. And I hadn't seen my daughter movie. got
2: into those too this weekend.
0: Yeah, I hadn't seen it in 20 years, Chad. Uh, not. I don't want to interrupt your story,
2: but I also want to mention that uh, I showed my oldest daughter. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to lean them into classic universal monsters because I didn't think she would get into black and white movies, but she is. Uh, I decided to show her Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. She loved it. And I was oh, so happy.
0: I need now I'll try that. Cause I couldn't get him to do. In fact, even the other day, he's like young. Yeah. Yeah. I hear young Frankenstein. Yeah. I just didn't find, I just find it funny. It's like, oh yeah. It, Cause it insists upon itself. He didn't get the job. <laughs> anyway, he only watched like 10 minutes before he's bored, but we're watching the mummy and Chad, you please speak freely about, it, but the mummy and the mummy returns. I was watching the mummy. And one of the things that really stood out, other than some of the same problems I had, although I'm more forgiving of it, actually, I kind of like, oh, what's his fate? Brendan Fraser in the film better than I did when it came out. Oh, really? I always liked him in those movies. But I was watching it, and I couldn't believe, and because she's just a fantastic actress, how much of she is a damsel in distress and how bad it plays now. Mm-hmm. Especially in the first one. It's not yeah. as bad as in the second one. But in the first one, it just plays poorly now. Yeah. The, she's the just, other parts she's of the movie, there. it's fine. She's, she's just, just there. there. To
2: get Brandon Fraser, to get her out of trouble.
0: Yeah, that's it. And Indiana Jones, 20 years before that, uh, 18 years before that, I think then Mummy came out in 99 and Indiana Jones came out in 81, correct? Or yeah. Least, and I know Indiana I already... Jones came out in 81.
1: The only re- reason I remember 99 is that's the year that um, Phantom Menace came out. And uh, uh, um, a, a, my supervisor at the place I worked at the time, her, her son kept saying, no, 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 I don't care about the Star Wars. Biggest movie of the year is going to be The Mummy. And I'm like, I don't know if you've ever met a Star Wars fan before, but honestly, it could come out and be terrible and it's still going to make more money than The Mummy. And that's
0: exactly what happened
1: yeah yeah but I yeah mean, that was that, a hit too though yeah no i was none
0: of, none of them were hurting for money none of them were hurting for money or mummy or is my kid's criticism he liked the sequel better because uh you know what he said and by the way i was watching it with him and i didn't have a good argument there's not enough mummy in this movie yeah no, that's true <laughs> the mummy de- actually i didn't remember the mummy doesn't show
1: up to damn near over halfway through right yeah by the way, though, I want to bring this up because oh, y'all mentioned uh, this and y'all mentioned... Go ahead, Jeff.
2: I just want to get off... Again, we're getting on a tangent, but uh as we talked about in a previous episode, I just got done with Universal and I did the mummy ride and it something about it wasn't sitting with me. And I didn't realize until we just watched the mummy this past weekend. Oh, shit. Arnold Voslow never says a word of English. No. <laughs> but in the ride... All he does is speak English. I'm like, where did he learn his vocabulary? Oh, then, well, I've never written it. So good. And then, and then, but then, there are several scenes where he doesn't look like the mummy. I'm like, holy shit! I was watching Arnold Voslow as Dark Man play the mummy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because yep. one of the things. So I, I did Halloween Horror Nights this past weekend, and. I'm glad you brought up, and I'm glad we're talking about it because one of the best things that they did, one of the best haunted houses. I did the Stranger Thing one, that was cool, but I love they did Universal Monsters Unmasked was one of the haunted houses, and it was based on all the classic ones. And I'm telling you, it was it was the of the ones I got to do. It was the best one because like they did the Invisible Man, and you couldn't. They obviously you had actors and stuff like that. Until they wanted you to. Like they, you, and they did the same tricks, right? The he was wearing black against black. He was, and there's low lighting and all that stuff. But honestly, I was like, oh my God, it's like walking through. They had the old, you know, police constable going, get off the streets. Four women have been killed or four people have been killed. There's something going on in town. That's how you started the haunted house and you went through and they had Jekyll and Hyde and all of them. And honestly, the group that I went with, my wife and a couple people that she works with. They, they even said, they're like, you know, we're not huge universal monster fans, but that was amazing. Cause it was all, I mean, it did that same boo scare stuff, but it was universal classic monsters. And I, I was just so glad that they, they are honoring that and bringing that stuff back up because God, it works so well. Cool. Still, it still holds up.
2: I didn't want to interrupt James. James. Yeah. Pop quiz. And then we got to get back into bar fights. Uh, who played the invisible man in Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein?
1: wasn't Vincent Price, was it? It was Vincent Price because he played the son of the invisible man in The Invisible Man Returns. He, mm-hmm. he was the second invisible man after,
0: and not to change the subject, but I think we're ready. To, this is the end of the episode. Yeah. Well,
2: hold on. I wanted to rap talking about one, but James,
1: are you don't, done? don't rap. You can't rap. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't even rap happy, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's really it, because I think I'm pretty happy with the ones I did in my first episode, because we had, I mean, Star Trek, one of the greatest bar fights on television, and then, yeah, uh, uh, At World's End, and uh, Raiders, yeah, those are three great ones I can stand by. So, so yes.
2: Um, at least um, No Holes Barred was entertaining in his cheesiness. Um I originally, when I was thinking about this episode, I did want to end on what I thought was maybe one of the worst bar fights in cinema history. Um, and so today I did something I normally don't do, which Shout- is <laughs> beat yeah, me to it. You son, yeah. a bitch. <laughs> I washed my tape the first time in six months. Beat me to it, you son, um, a
0: bitch.
1: No, I was. Um, t- I had about four different options. That's just the lowest amount of syllables, so I had to go with the exactly
0: <laughs> the one I was going for, too. <laughs> I looked for, I looked
2: online at lists, and I was beyond pissed when I saw this fight scene show up on several lists as one of the top 10 bar fights in cinema history. Steven Seagal on deadly ground,
0: it's on three different lists, Chad, that a I bunch up.
1: of Stevens to I go. Like, I looked at a couple different ones, but yeah. I actually made mine before I did. Cause I, I said I had, I which was like, oh, is
2: insane. Big. We just gave people nine good examples of bar fighting films. And I don't know how many of those were on the list. You all looked up. Not many Dude, on deadly ground should not be on a scene. It's on three. One. That. It is one of the most boring dumb fights of all time. It's Steven Seagal literally standing still. For so so, let's play it. Let's play it out. So it's Steven Seagal. He grabs a lasso from from the wall, and proceeds to stand still while stuntmen who are supposed to be oil guys are running at him, and he's using the lasso to throw them across the room. And then it then when he loses the lasso, he beats up a person who is probably in their sixties. Yeah. And then how does this epic fight conclude with a slap contest? With him and Mike Starr where he Mike Starr has to put it I, it's it's not I forget what they call it. I almost think it's called a sissy test at one point. I think the 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 non-PC term it used to be, but you put your hands on top of the other and the person tries to slap your hands, right? Uh well, something like that. Whatever. If Steven called. Seagal slaps Mike
0: Starr's hands, he gets to punch him. The best the best Seriously, the best of that scene ever that of playing out in a movie is a uh, Deep Cover with Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum, which is an underrated movie that most people have never seen. Yeah,
2: Deep Cover is an amazing film,
0: right? But there's the scene where they're doing that back and forth with the mean and that guy. Oh my god, can it, he's a great uh Latinx actor. Um, he was in San Francisco and Son. he played Julio next door, but uh,
2: anyway, sorry, it's blanking, I'm blanking. Can't think um, of the
0: character actor's name. Oh my god, if we never brought up deep cover in one of our hidden films, we should do we that. should. Yeah.
2: Um, but no, uh anyway, and it's just him sl- hitting Mike Starr over and over again. And then finally he gives this big spiel about how we should everybody because it's all about these these oil men picking on Native Americans and mm-hmm. um in the and how he he actually gives a full speech about how we should love one another. Steven Sagal. It is awful. It should not be on any list. And it made me angry. And that's why I wanted to end the episode with that. Because in part two, we're going to list a whole nother list of amazing bar fights that I don't know if are on any list. I don't know if any of mine were on list because I didn't have I I stopped looking when I saw on Deadly Ground on a bunch of lists.
0: It is. It was on three. It was on three.
1: I saw actually there was one list that had three Steven Skull. It was supposed to be the top ten. They had three Steven Skull films listed. I don't remember which three, but I know that was one of.
2: And no offense, I'm I'm assuming you guys that the raid two wasn't on anybody's list. And it is on one. Be, I the didn't raid see two it. is.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
2: so Steven and so all the ones who put Steven Seagal on your list and not the raid two, you should be ashamed of yourselves, and you shouldn't be posting articles online.
0: And with that, that's been episode real,
1: one. Real quick, you mentioned you mentioned films that we've mentioned. or You said that it should be a hidden gem. We have talked about it ahead, Jim, I think three times, and it's not been available. They're re-releasing it, though, on DVD and Blu-ray, I think next month. It's either Arrow Under or some one mid? of those specialty shop. No. Red Rock West is getting oh. re-released on special hmm. edition Blu-ray and DVD. That came so, up
0: a few weeks ago
1: when Chad's yep. like, name I, three. It came, it came up on my feed today that it's getting a special edition I don't remember doing release. it because I hate
2: when Red people do that to me. Wa- ro- Red Rock <laughs> totally West. It because huh. I
0: said that's one of the best Dwight Yoakam, Dwight Yoakam. Oh yeah, I did the do that. Dwight like, I did do that on Dwight, Yoakam. Yoakam like that on Dwight quest, bitch, and then I started rolling them off.
2: Yeah, that was the one time I was a dick.
1: Yeah, one time you say one yeah, time. And on that, that note, one
0: time. Good night, this is everybody.
1: Bonehead Weekly.
0: See you all next week, where we'll do part two. Toodles.
1: Grrrr. <tries>